0: Hello, and welcome to Boardroom Talk, Investors Chronicles' new series where we talk to members of the boardroom. Today, we've got Julio Bruno, the chief executive of Time Out. Thanks for taking Time Out to talk to us today, Julio. Thank
1: you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Maybe you could just introduce yourself a bit and talk about when you joined Time Out and a bit about your background, maybe. I
1: joined Time Out over a year ago. Um, I was in New York, in Chicago. I was working for TripAdvisor as a global vice president of sales, and then I was working for a startup called Belly as a chief operating officer and trying to come back to, to Europe for personal reasons. And I was looking for companies that had certain things. I was looking for a global brand. I was looking in media, travel, entertainment. And I found Time Out. They didn't find me. I found them, something that I'm quite proud of. And I was looking at what were they doing, the transformation that they were trying to do between print and digital when I approached the owners, the private equity owners, uh, Oakley. Anyway, I told them about my ideas. They liked it. And that's when I joined and I moved to London.
0: Great. Maybe you could tell us a bit about what Timeout is and also how did it find its way into the market? So one of the things that I soon uh, realized is that
1: obviously I had to uh, get some investment to do the plans that I presented, right? So clearly at some point the, uh, going to the public uh, markets to raise capital was the, the right thing to do. But Time Out, Time Out was born in London in 1968. Today we are in 108 cities, 39 countries. Uh, we have a global audience reach of around 137 million a month. Uh, which is quite impressive growth in the last five years and we have been transforming to this digital company, digital media and entertainment group for some time now and I have accelerated that. So today Time what it does is connect consumers to the cities they love, right? What to do in the city, what is best of the city and uh, things to do or a ticket to buy or an experience to have. And we we are a city based model. So you know we 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 care about what cities represent, and we see our, we see ourselves as ambassadors of the cities, and that has been part of the growth and going to the public market meant that to do the plan to continue the digital evolution and the Tamar market, which we'll talk a little bit later, i guess needed some money and the idea uh, i we put a, a cornerstones that that really liked the idea, and I went into a road show with my c f o and and we raised 19 million of a net raise of 59 million pounds in June, a week before Brexit. Of course, it was whole plan, but it was kind of a, a roller coaster. But we did it. A lot of uh, interest in the city for what timeout is and timeout will become and or it has become and is becoming even more so now. And that was the right time to do it. And you know now we have the financial prowess and the uh, the, the very good shareholders that believe in what we are doing. And will continue to uh, will continue helping us to grow.
0: You mentioned Time Out's origins as a, a print magazine over forty years ago, 48, or forty eight, yeah, forty eight yeah, years ago. Um, focused on culture and entertainment in cities, and it's. Everything you do is almost a, a natural extension of that. Maybe you could talk a bit about the business model, your different revenue streams. I know with all the challenges in print media, it's very important to have a diversified media business today. So maybe you could talk a bit about Time Out's different divisions and revenue streams. Okay.
1: Well, funny that, that, you know, Financial Times just uh, announced last week that for the first time your digital revenue has surpassed print revenue. We actually achieved that at the beginning of this year. Uh, So our our, uh, digital revenue is higher than our print revenue. So in that evolution that, as I was saying, we are not alone doing, meant that we have to diversify. And we started diversifying going into digital, into what we call live, timeout events. Uh, This year, so far, we have done around 400 events, mainly in London, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Paris, but mainly, mainly London and New York. And, and, and one of the things that, that we did two years ago was create uh, the timeout market, which is a division within timeout. Timeout market is bringing the best of the city under one roof. So we opened in Lisbon in 2014. And today is one of the top attractions in Lisbon. In the first six months of the year, we have 1.3 million visitors, around 10,500 people a day. And this is 24 restaurants. 12 bars, four shops, a studio, for concerts. And this concert we announced in October that we are opening in Shoreditch here at Spitafields. Now it's called that area in, um, in London. And also opening in Porto in the main San Bento, South Bento train station. Um, and we're going to continue opening other places. So that division is a division of Time Out Market. The other division is the Time Out Digital.
0: And in terms of the, the digital side of things, you've got several different revenues, you've got digital advertising, I think you're shifting more towards e-commerce, maybe you could, maybe you could talk about that as well.
1: Okay, so yes, in, in time of digital, uh, or Todd, we we have uh, the different revenue streams, obviously advertising is still very important, and the print, the magazines that we still produce obviously are Important part still of of that revenue. We have obviously the events, we have premium profiles, which is advertising that subscription that we have with the actual uh, restaurants and bars. And then we have e commerce per se. So we do sell uh, tickets. So if you come to Time Out to find, I don't know, what is the best theater place, you can see and uh, you choose several, then we allow you to go and book it. So we sell theater tickets. We sell restaurant reservations through third-party affiliates. We sell our own concerts and our own uh, things like Rising Stars or silent discos at the National History Museum here in London. So that part of e-commerce has been growing and what I've been doing with my team for this year has actually been that. Uh, how do we grow e-commerce? How we do sell things like uh, from hotels to a theater to um, anything else that you can imagine that a person would want to do in a city.
0: Sure. One of the most uh, striking things I-, I read in your admission document was the idea that you have this huge captive market in a way of over a hundred million digital readers and that makes it easier than for a new company in comparison to shift them into e-commerce. Would you say that's one of your advantages, that you have this sort of seeded market you can sell stuff to?
1: Well, you know, it's like you're in mathematics, you solve for X, right, rather than having to solve for X and Y. We do have the audience that is very engaged because they love the content we produce, the curation that we have. Um, and, And the problem that they have had or the challenge was, okay, I read all this, it's very good, I have made a decision now to go and see this show or do this thing, but now I have to go, leave time out, find it on in the internet, and then try and buy it. So that... That wasn't great. So it's not about being captive. It's about being user friendly. The user decides at some point they want to make the the purchasing, and we have to facilitate. And that's why we have signed uh, several contracts with affiliates, you know, from Broadway.com or Viator worldwide, etc., just to allow that to happen. So it's not about being captive. It's about today. I mean, I'm sure that's how you use the internet as well, right? If if, if you're finding something. It's because you want to do it, yeah. so then you have to go and buy it,
0: right? Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and, and people, to be honest, and above all in cities, you don't have a lot of time to do things, so once you investigate and you get all this discovery and the inspiration from time out, you want to then go and and do it, right? And sure.
0: So, so you're making it easier for people to go from seeing something on your website about a city to taking the next step to going to do it.
1: Yeah, and the website, in the app as well. Um, and you, we have been evolving. I mean, it's still evolving. We're having iterations of the app on the web as we speak, uh, precisely because we are listening to the, uh, to the consumer and to the users, uh, what they want to do. And we have a lot of studies that we have done internally and also third party that tells us they, they actually want to go and book something. Uh, that they have been reading about. So yeah,
0: sure. So before we started, we uh, mentioned how busy your your October was. Maybe you could talk a bit about what went down that that month because uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> yes. quite a string of releases from Time Out.
1: That's true. That's true. We we are always busy. I mean, that um, my team is always saying, Julio, let us breathe, let us gasp for air. And I said, no, 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 faster, more. <laughs> so yes, we uh, we bought a company uh, called White Plan. Uh, very proud it's a fantastic company, a discovery website and app, uh, mainly here in London, although at some point they were also in New York with a very talented team of engineers and you know the founders also came up So we bought the whole company. Uh, the technology has you know very good at you know two taps check check out. Which is something that we needed to do anyway, uh, they have very good CRM system, they have a lot of engagement, social engagement that we found that it, it was precisely part of the strategy for e-commerce that that we needed, and they are uh, an e-commerce company, and that's why uh, you know was delighted to to buy the company at a good price for timeout and the whole team is now in our office and already working on the next plan.
0: I'm actually a, a big fan of Waipan. I once nabbed 20-pound tickets for a box at the O2 to watch uh, Strictly Come Dancing Live. So, oh, my God. Yeah, they've got <laughs> some great deals on there. Yes,
1: yeah, so we maintain that, as you can see, and, and obviously add it to our own timeout offer. So now we are integrating uh, the companies. They also have, or we also have now, the, the, the Cinema app. They have the Cinema Club app, which is quite, quite cool as well. A part that we wanted also to, to growing. And, um, October was also very busy because we announced the opening of the next timeout markets. As I mentioned, the, the one that we have in Lisbon now, we are opening in Shoreditch, in Spitafields. Um, that will be open next year at some point, probably towards the end of the year. Uh, we are also opening in Porto, as I said. So that was also announced in, uh, in October. And obviously there will be more announcements as we go, uh, because we are obviously doing what we said uh, when we IPO, you know, how we're going to be using the the proceeds that we got to invest
0: in the future of the company. Let's talk about the markets for a bit. In in your uh, document, you mentioned that the amount of data you get from the Wi-Fi and the payment technology you have there, you can use that to learn more about your audience and for advertising. And do you have um, timeout banners at the market to sort of boost promotion or...? I mean, we have banners,
1: but also we do advertising for other uh, uh, other companies. I mean, last month we had a um, an art exhibition hanging from the ceiling. You know, it was all art and posters, etc. Uh, but yes, when we do the Love Awards campaign, also in October, November, we had the banners there uh, for Timeout. So when you when you get to the Timeout and you want Wi Fi? I'm going to ask you for your email. And then and obviously for your permission to use your email, you can click sure. out if you don't want to. Um, and then um, clearly, you know, everybody wants free Wi-Fi. So we get thousands of, of, of emails of people who want to engage with timeout. And now multiply that by all the other markets. And these are people who are visiting the city or they are locals as well. So then we will ask them, hey, would you like, did you like that? Did you enjoy that? Would you like to download the app and look at all the other things that, that you could do in your city where you live or another city you're going to visit? So this is what I call the clicks and mortar combination That's between, nice. yeah, between time out digital and time out market and how, so how we work together and how this part of these two divisions together, they feed off each other. Because obviously, our market is also events that you do, like we do already, and 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 you have also advertising, you know. So the brands that are working with us with digital advertising and they want to be in the market, selling their another beer or the alcohol or the food to our highly engaged users. Um, so obviously, they have the opportunity not only to have that digital audience, but then to have the actual physical audience. That's so important, and we. You know, breach the two.
0: I think the media industry is moving towards a virtuous circle idea with print revenues down and digital a- desktop digital advertising falling. It's been a shift to mobile, and often that's not enough. So it's about communicating and engaging with users in every way possible.
1: Exactly. I mean, we saw that, like everybody else. Print has been, you know, very difficult for companies around the world. But look, the Financial Times went to a wall model, you know, and what is now two-thirds of the Financial Times are digital, so it can be done. We do have magazines mainly free around the world, um, mainly, but not not in all places, and it works for us because clearly we have much bigger circulation and very good engagements. For us, the magazines are uh, fundamental because they are this marketing channel, but also it's our content hub, where we, you know, when we get any news that we put, we, we publish digitally. I mean, uh, and then and then they come to the Mac, But first, so, they are digital, right? News. Um, so everybody in this industry has been seeing that for some years. And what we have done at Time Out is accelerate that digital uh, growth and adding e-commerce uh, and 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 then beyond e-commerce now we have real commerce sure right so that if you want vertical integration or as you call it the virtual circle that's something that we now have proved that we can do not what we have to do is obviously make it more profitable and and then we will have completed the circle
0: that segues is nice into my next question which is what are the the biggest challenges for timeout so you mentioned one which is the print decline and the sort of land grab in digital media at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah well obviously, for our shareholders and for me is to take the company to profitability, which looking at the uh, results that we had uh, the, the the published results, we are good in our way to to achieve that uh, as the numbers keep um, growing and the costs keep uh, reducing uh, so that's that's one of the challenges the immediate challenge for for the company. Timeout is a global brand. So preserving the the quality of that brand, preserving the content uh, that uh, we offer, that we are relevant uh, to our uh, consumers, that they still enjoy Time Out, that they find new things uh, to get inspired, that's very important for us too. So that is an, – and then give them the uh, – you know, with the Time Out market, you know, choosing the right cities where – our services, you know, are needed and wanted and required and doing it well, you know, when how we choose the restaurants, how we choose the bars. Because when we open a timeout market, this is highly curated by our editors and our timeout market team who they decide, well, we are inviting you to be, you know, the best fish uh, restaurant in You know, London or we invite you to because we believe we are one of the best uh, sushi places or fusion food or this kind of bar and that's very important and if it doesn't work we're going to put somebody else Mm -hmm. and that's the difference between us and any other market. We actually create and choose the best of the city and put it under one roof. I'd like to say that Time Out is the only global brand I know that you can read, drink eat and enjoy.
0: Well, that seems like one of the strengths you probably, as a company built up over forty years, is curation because you've been picking the best things to do in a city for years. So it's it's a natural extension to bring that curation skill to markets in the real world.
1: Yes, I mean our our editors, professional editors, that's what they do for a living, right? They, they they are journalists and they are experts in you know food or theater or, rest, or whatever it is, and that's what they do for a living, and. You know, you go to a city like London or New York or Paris, I mean, and you have three days. What do you do? What what, what are the right things to do if there is such a thing? Or what is the cool thing to do? That, what are the best places uh, to go and eat? Uh, clearly, when time out has done its job, we uh, then, you know, that curation allows you to say, OK, I somebody has looked at it and it's telling me you know, do it or don't do it. And besides that, we also have our user-generated content and our test makers who also help us to say, okay, this is our view. It's a professional looking at this place, but what do you think? Tell us and tell everybody else who's reading what do you think. And I think that that democratization of what is um, creation is also a, a very good model that we have.
0: Sure, creating a community. <laughs>
1: creating a community that, but clearly underpinned by the professional um, uh, curation of, of Time Out, because that's what we have been doing for 48 years and that's what we'll continue to do. Curation is essential to what we do.
0: Sure. So, um, one of the uh, aspects of, of what you've been speaking about is the quality control aspect. And um, as you rely on licensing for, for a uh, significant proportion of your audience reach around the world, has one of the challenges been to ensure that your brand stays true to your to the company's vision wherever it is in the world
1: indeed on that point you know last year in november just i was a month in the company i bought uh, or we bought time out portugal uh, because precisely we said well it's important that we continue uh, growing organically but as well maintaining the uh, the quality of the brand Uh, We have obviously our franchisee team uh, around the world who is making sure that we maintain that quality. You know, an example of uh, the love awards that we did this year included Tokyo, which is a very good franchisee. And so we send our team there of editors, and they help them to do that, uh, the program, you know, the program that people choose the best of the city. In the case of Tokyo, it was a panel of experts, including timeout experts uh, from around the world. Uh, So clearly working together uh, with the franchises is very important. Just so you know, the digital system that they use is our system. They don't use any, they cannot use any other. So obviously they are on our web and our apps. And we maintain that way the control of our brand. And we maintain also how uh, we talk to all consumers around the world. very important.
0: I think my final question is, where do you see the company going over the next couple of years? And what are your plans in terms of what you're offering investors for the company? Do you think you you could pay dividends, a significant dividend down the line? Or is it a growth story? Or how would you pitch it?
1: (laughs) Very naughty. You know, I cannot give forward-looking statements. But I can tell you that it's a growth story if you look at the numbers that we publish half-year results. We grew e-commerce by 59%, digital revenues by 33%. Overall, the company grew by 16% in terms of revenue. So that continues to be a growth story now with more investment. The shareholders that came uh, along, they knew that we were still investing in the company, you know, because when we went uh, public, we were uh, a loss-making company. So they are funding part of this. uh, And what I'm doing with my team is uh, making sure that we do this very fast. Uh, You mentioned two years. If you look at Liberum, our bank, looking at their numbers that we feel somehow comfortable with those numbers, that's what they show. They show that growth and that EBITDA growth uh, to become positive. Um, And we feel comfortable with their assessment. But it is a growth. Um, it's, a, it's a growth company from the point of view of revenue. Uh, time on market, it's growing. Time on market is, uh, you know, the mercado that we have in Lisbon is EBITDA positive every single month this year and growing. So clearly there is something that uh, we are going to continue doing, but in several others that we are going to open. In the next two years, uh, you know, we have announced so far to more markets. We'll be announcing several others, as we said at the time of the IPO. You know, we're in advanced discussions in Miami. As we speak, we are also quite advanced in uh, New York, even Chicago, and other places in Europe as well. So we will continue with that. And then from the point of view of digital revenue and e-commerce, you will see that we will start selling more things uh, that people want to, to buy from time out.
0: And operationally, is it simply more of the same, would you say? Well, operationally,
1: we have made so far a big uh, transition. If you look now at my uh, engineering and product team, it's um, like three times bigger. Uh, Part of the investment has been that, right? Uh, Getting uh, people who understand uh, the digital side of the business and e-commerce. So, operationally, we are doing that and we have to be sure that we don't um, go overboard with with costs. So, we are controlling the costs very well never enough for me I always want to be sure that we do uh, at the end we look at this scalable repeatable process that we have and then bring it to every city that where we are own operator cities and then also our franchisees so operationally we will continue to be a better a better company with these two different divisions but they are one and the same you know the timeout group
0: Well, it seems to me that Time Out is a company with a powerful brand and plenty of opportunity, but challenges, of course. And I think we can leave it there. So thanks a lot for your time today, Julio, and uh, best of luck.
1: Uh, Thank you, Theron. Thank you very much for bringing me here.